there, my name is Terry Bear, and welcome to I Have Things to Say. It's the podcast where I say things that might make you laugh, cry, think, maybe feel encouraged, but hopefully these things make you want to hear more things I have to say. It's awkward meets charm meets wit with a side of insight. So I'm glad you're here because I have things to say. Yay! All right. I hope everyone uh, joining me today has celebrated a Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or whatever it is that you do. I myself had a Merry Christmas. And this will be our final episode of 2018. This is the last episode of the year, but don't worry. Next week is 2019, so you'll still have another episode next week. Funny how that works. So today, in the spirit of uh, the coming new year, We're going to talk about resolutions and how I don't make resolutions. (laughs) In fact, I think resolutions are dumb for the new year. New Year's resolutions are just stupid. Okay. But since I'm supposed to be, or I'm trying to be an encourager and, you know, lift people up and touch people's lives through my (laughs) podcast, I'm going to go into a little bit more uh, deeper things in just the statement that um, New Year's resolutions are dumb. So uh, we're going to talk about that today. So get ready. We're going to talk about New Year's resolutions and what I do instead of making New Year's resolutions. And maybe that can help you kind of change your perspective on New Year's resolutions and starting your new year in a positive way. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. So here's the deal. Deal. Yeah, I I truly believe that New Year's resolutions are just dumb. And here's here's a few reasons why I believe that. And don't get me wrong, if you truly, I'm gonna just qualify that. If you truly believe that New Year's resolutions are like amazing and your favorite thing about starting a new year and you're all about it and it sets the tone for your year and it makes your year successful year after year and you've had really good success making New Year's resolutions and keeping them more power to you. That's amazing. I am just not that person. (laughs) So, and that's the main reason why I don't do new year's resolutions because I don't keep them. And honestly, I feel like new year's resolutions set me up for failure. Um, I never keep them. And usually it's something superficial that, you know, is not really necessarily something that's going to make my year a better year. It's, it's a thing to do because everybody does them. Right. So it's like, if you don't have, what's your new year's resolutions, that's what people are asking everyone right around this time of year. Merry Christmas. Hey, new year's, what's your new year's resolution? Right. And so you feel compelled to say something and come up with something because you don't want to be the only one without a New Year's resolution. But today in this episode, I'm going to encourage you to be the one without the New Year's resolutions. Okay, I'm starting a new thing. (laughs) And I don't know if it's truly a new thing, but I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to make this a trend this year. No New Year's resolutions. You can hashtag that if you want. Uh, But to me, it, it makes you start the year under pressure. Right. So stroke of midnight, January 1st, suddenly it's the new year. So suddenly you have this thing, or maybe it's more than one thing that you've decided is your new year's resolution for the year. So you have to start doing it. But literally nothing has changed about your life, about you, about anything since the stroke of, you know, 11.59 p.m., literally two minutes before the last day of the last year. So what makes what makes that mark in time of January 1st? Um, like the, the time, the date and time that we are supposed to resolve to be uh, better, to do new things, to try new things, to do all the things. So honestly, and this, this, I learned this most effectively during my time as a personal trainer and a fitness instructor, you can actually start a new goal anytime, any time of year. 
August 31st, start a new goal. July 17th, start a new goal. You know, any time of year, you don't have to wait till January 1st to be like, all right, this year I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. This year I'm going to, you know, do all the things. I'm going to read a book every week. I'm going to, I'm going to be better about life. I'm going to not be so mean. I'm going to resolve to do all this. You know, I'm going to clean the house every month, whatever. You don't have to use January 1st to be that thing. So it it already starts off your year with an artificial artificial mark in time, right? It's superficial to me to be like, okay, January 1st, I'm going to start being a better human. <laughs> I'm going to stop drinking sodas. I'm going to pet all the kitties. Uh, and I hate cats. Um, I'm going to, you know, hug everyone I see as long as it's not weird or creepy. You know, I'm going to, you know, be a better mom. I'm going to, you know, make sure my kids have pants on when they leave the house every day. And I fed them more than, you know, last night's Cheerios before they go to school every morning. I'm going to start a new diet and don't get me started on diets. That's a whole other episode, but I'm going to, you know, start fitness, all this kind of stuff. And I believe that all of those things are good, worthy, admirable things to do. I don't believe that January 1st is the day to start them. Okay. And so here's why it's unrealistic that on January 1st, you're going to have a completely new mindset about your life, about everything. Um, and you're going to be in the right mindset to start a new goal or a new activity or to stop a bad habit or to start a new habit. And here's why, I mean, January 1st, you're still in like kid vacation mode. If you got kids, right. They're still out of school, right. You have just been out with for the evening for new year's Eve or whatever. Maybe you were in your pajamas, which is what I typically do on new year's Eve, you know, whatever. You're not in a mindset that today is a new day on January 1st. Are you, if you are, I, I give you high praise for that because I never am. It's just another day. So you're starting with an artificial expectation. You're going to wake up on this new day, this first day of the year, and your year is going to be immediately better because you are a brand new person, right? But for those of you who believe that and you get going really, okay, so you made your New Year's resolution, whatever it's going to be. I'm going to uh, read I'm spiritual. I'm going to improve my spiritual life, right? I want to feel closer to God. I want to read my Bible every day. I'm going to join a women's Bible study. I'm going to do all these things to improve my spiritual life so that I feel like I have more faith and closer to God, you know, whatever that is, you know, I'm going to start a new fitness routine. I'm going to join a gym. Januarys are great for gym owners. February is terrible for gym owners because after January, all the new year's, all the new year's resolution people, they're gone. They've already given up, right? Cause it's hard to start a new habit and keep to it. And just because it's January 1st, doesn't mean you're just going to be automatically on track, right? So you're start, you, but you know, if you do, you start off, you pick your goal. So whatever it is. So I'm going to work out five days a week. Okay. You start off running. I'm super excited. I'm off from work still today on the first. I'm going to get up. I'm going to put my workout clothes on. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do all the things. I'm going to work out and you're super excited and you start off running. Right. So, but then the res- the reality of your resolution will start to set in within a few days or weeks. Right. So your goal is to say, this is just hypothetical. Your goal is to, you know, work out five days a week, right? Well, you get a, you got a, maybe another day or two after the start of the year where you're still maybe in vacation mode or whatever. So it's easy, but then work starts again, right? So you go back to work and you're bombarded with all the things that have been waiting for you since before your Christmas vacation, right? Or your holiday vacation. You got a ton of emails to catch up on. Everybody needs stuff right then. Stuff didn't get done because everybody was on vacation, right? So then, you know, your first day at work, back at work, well, I'm not going to work out today because I'm still catching up on work stuff, right? And that spills over to a couple more days. So the reality of whatever your goal is, whether it's to, you know, drink less coffee, but oh my gosh, I just came back to work today and I just, today I just really need my 10 cups of coffee, right? It, it's hard. 
the reality of whatever you've set your mind to do um, based on your New Year's resolution, it's hard. So that reality kind of sets in because the excitement starts to wear off because your life reality sets in, right? And this is not necessarily just true of New Year's resolutions. It can be true of any goal, but for the purposes of this episode, we're talking about New Year's resolutions. So it takes time, right? So you may start off saying, I'm going to lose I'm going to lose 10 pounds this month, right? Or I'm going to lose 50 pounds before my cruise in May or whatever, whatever it is. Um, it takes time. So you're excited and you're excited to start seeing results. But if you've, I mean, from a fitness background, it takes time for results to start showing up and it can be really, really, really discouraging. And I've been there. In fact, I'm there right now. I've been super lazy lately. I have not been working out like I know I should be doing, or I know I uh, need to be doing for my health. I'm going to talk about that in a second too, about why, what's our motivation for things. But, um, so I'm in the same boat. So I could say January 1st, yep, I'm going to start working out again, five days a week. It's going to be amazing, blah, blah, blah. And your goal is to not only, it should be to feel better, but it's to look better. So when you're working out with, or with any goal, you know, if you want to eat healthier, you want to read more books, you want to see progress, you want to see those pages ticking away. I read actual books. I don't do the Kindle or, you know, e-reader thing. I want to see those pages going from right to left, right? I want to see the progress I've made in the book. If I am not able to read for a couple days and I get discouraged because my book still looks the same, right? So same with eating healthier. You want to see the pounds dropping on the scales. You want to see those abs starting to appear, your muscles starting to form it takes time. So you get discouraged. So that thing you were excited about starting on January 1st, suddenly your reality is that, okay, but I'm still really busy, just as busy, if not busier than I was before the holidays, catching up on stuff. And God, this is hard. I'm not seeing the results I want to see. So maybe it's not going quite as well as you hoped in your first month, right? You're thinking end of January, I'm going to have lost 10 pounds already. I'm going to be super, super swole. I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be so amazing. People are going to notice, but nobody's noticed, right? it happens. So you feel like, okay, uh, uh, well, then maybe that's because I missed a couple of workouts, right? Or, you know, maybe you do, you fall off your goal of reading your Bible every day. Well, you missed a couple of days. So now you're behind your schedule, whatever schedule you've made up for yourself. Um, or you felt like, you know, I'm going to do, I don't know, I'm going to drink, you know, my eight glasses of water every day, but you miss a day. So you start falling behind and then you start feeling like, well, maybe I'm never going to catch up. So, you know, it's a lack of accountability too. Maybe you did or didn't share your goal with somebody, but maybe you don't have somebody going, okay, you can still do it. You can still do it. Or maybe you don't even have the ability to cheer yourself on to the next day of your goal. And what ends up happening is with our new year's resolutions, more often than not, I'm not saying this happens to everybody. Some of you are super dedicated out there and you can set a resolution. You can set a goal and knock it out of the park. I'm not that way. And I have a feeling other people can relate to that because by end of January, end of February, and then in the, into March, your resolution is now a frustration, right? You've quit. You're done. It didn't work. I couldn't do it. It was too frustrating. It was too hard. I can't lose the weight. I can't exercise as much as I want. I can't hit my next goal at my job. I just can't do it. And you're discouraged, right? So um, to me, the true meaning of resolution is discouragement. And maybe that's just my take on it. But honestly, I just, I don't want that setting the tone for the rest of the year. And so often it does. By March, you've already given up on something that you really wanted to do or that you said you were going to do as your resolution, but you've already given up. And so for the rest of the year, you're in defeat mode, right? And well, I'll, I'll try it again next year. Maybe, maybe next year I can get it right. Or, you know, this, the timing just wasn't right. So I should have picked a different goal. So early in the year, you're already beating yourself down. You're feeling discouraged. You're feeling guilty. That guilt, I'm going to talk more about guilt one day because that just kills, it kills everything. 
But that guilt sets in that I couldn't keep my goal. You know, Susie over there, she beat her goal. She's already lost her 10 pounds and she's buying her bikinis for her mate cruise in May. I haven't lost my 10 pounds yet, so I'm going to be sitting there in a moo-moo. Whatever. You know, you just feel guilty that you haven't hit your goal. You are ashamed. You don't want to talk about it. You don't want to catch up with people who are super cheerful and they have hit all their goals. Um, and honestly, y'all, a year is a really long time. Okay, so if you're already at the beginning of your year and you're feeling defeated, it's a long rest of the year to get to next year's goals feeling that way. So um, what if we thought about the idea of, okay, first part of the year and I didn't meet that goal, but the year or that goal by the time I wanted to or that goal at all, year's a long time. I can always pick up and start again, right? What? It's actually a year. If we're going to talk about in terms of a year, starting a year with a goal or a resolution, if you peter out in the first part of the year, you still have a lot of year left, right? So how are you gonna how are you gonna let the rest of that affect you? Are you gonna let your New Year's resolution affect the rest of your year in a negative way if you didn't achieve it, or are you gonna is, is it time to start thinking about resolutions and goals and things in a different way? Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and, and address that. Um, yes, the first part of the year is an excellent time to set goals. In fact, I encourage it. This is one thing I'm not very good at, but I want to. this is something I want to be better at, starting the year with goals. And I'm thinking big picture goals, right? So starting a year with goals helps you. It sets you up for success, right? And this is different from a resolution. It's the things I want to accomplish this year. Not based on, think about that, not based on a time frame or or uh, keeping a New Year's resolution, but what, what do I want out of the year ahead, right? And then, um, you know, how does that, what does that mean to me? So is it a, is it a business goal? Is it a personal goal? Is it a family goal? Is it a financial goal? Whatever the goal is, what if we're thinking bigger than just, okay, what is this new year's resolution and how can I do it without looking stupid or failing or, or feeling like a failure for the rest of the year? Right? So I've recently been introduced to this idea of pace. And this comes from Keith Kochner, who, if you don't know who he is, look him up mentorfish.com. I, I've had the opportunity to hear him speak and participate in um, a workshop with him a couple times, uh, a couple times hearing his speech, speak, and then a workshop at one point. And um, it's one of those things where I don't realize I realize I'm getting as much out of it as I am until after. So I love that about personal development things. Big fan of personal development, but I'm a, a big fan of personal development for the purpose of actually using it and um, letting it develop you. And I think I've talked about that in a prior episode and maybe it's worth talking about a little bit more, but I'm not a personal development junkie, but I appreciate finding good things that I can actually benefit from. And so one of the things that he talks about, and I'm not going to steal his thunder, I want to make sure he gets credit for this because it's actually really good, is starting the new year uh, at your own pace. What? Not racing towards a, a superfluous or superficial goal or just saying something for the sake of participating in new year's resolutions but um he he relates it to the idea of a marathon and i can relate to this as a half marathon runner if you start out too fast you're gonna peter out you're gonna you're gonna collapse before you get to the finish right you have to develop figure out what your marathon or your half marathon pace is before and you have to start out at you know at that pace or slower so that you have enough steam enough stamina enough enough uh um mojo in your legs to get you to the finish line if you start out sprinting too fast you're not going to make it so what if we kind of flipped that instead of starting out the year fast and in a furious you know oh my gosh i have to meet all these resolutions what if we started at a pace that we work well at what 
that's not a properly formatted sentence there, but think about that. Your pace is not going to be the same as my pace. Everyone works at a different pace and everyone's pace um, is different in how it determines your success. So I'm trying, if I'm trying to work at someone else's pace, who's a fast starter, who, who can knock out goals and things, you know, lightning fast is killing it on their to-do list for the first part of the year, but that's not me. I'm going to fail miserably big time. And I'm going to be disappointed because I'm not doing what they do. What if we just focus on doing what we do? You set your goals, you set your pace and you work at that pace. When you work at a pace that works for you, and this is, this is getting into Keith Kochner's teaching and I'm still learning about this from him and this whole, this whole idea. So I'm not going to pretend that I'm an expert at it right now, but the idea is that once you figure out what your pace is, work at that pace. What? It's amazing, right? It's kind of a simple concept, but it's really cool. Make it a manageable pace. If you start too fast, too strong, and that's not a pace you can maintain for the year or for the long haul, whatever your, your time frame is, you're going to get discouraged really fast. You're going to get burnout. You're going to get tired. You're going to get grumpy. Nobody wants to be those things, right? So it's more important to keep going no matter what your pace is, no matter if it's fast or slow, than it is to start out super fast at a sprint and then wear yourself out and then take a really long break or even worse, just quit, right? So I love this idea of pace and I was, you know, thinking through it and reading through some stuff today and thinking back on some notes from my uh, workshop with Keith Kochner and it just seemed really applicable to New Year's resolutions. So I wanted to throw that idea out because I want to encourage us to not get so buried and so obsessed with the idea of naming and claiming New Year's resolutions, but instead thinking about goals, maybe thinking beyond the first part of the year, like what do you want to accomplish this year, that full year coming up? and then figure out what your pace is to accomplish that. And that involves breaking things down into more manageable baby steps, right? So your goal can be broken down into small milestones. And um, it just it just seems like a fascinating idea to work at a, a more of a marathon pace than a sprint pace, right? So um, I wanted to leave you with that and then talk a little bit more about, you know, resolutions. So I, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in not setting resolutions and I've said that, so I'm not setting any resolutions for me this year. And I encourage you to do the same, but not setting resolutions doesn't mean you don't have goals, right? Doesn't mean you're just going to say, well, I can't keep resolutions. So I'm just going to be the same crappy person. I always am <laughs> just going to be the same as I was last year into the new year. Just going to hold steady. You know, this is okay. I'm fine. It doesn't mean that you should just abandon all hope of personal growth, setting goals, growing, uh, loving more, being encouraging, you know, doing more than you did last year, um, and just settling for just, eh, this is just how I am, right? I mean, if you're comfortable with that, that's totally fine. If you killed it this past year, and like this year was your plan to be like, okay, I'm gonna take a little bit easier this year because I knocked it out of the park last year, whatever, you do that. For me, I prefer to think of things that I can do, whether it's tied to the first of a year or not, that have meaning, right? If you're just throwing out New Year's resolutions, how often do those things not really have meaning? Think about that. If you're trying to lose weight for your upcoming cruise, what's your what's your emotional tie to that? Sure, you, you want to look good for the cruise. That's Everybody wants that. I want that. Everybody wants to look good and have a good summer bod, right? This is the time to work on your summer bod. No, <laughs> no conflict there for me. But what's what what's the meaning behind that? 
How about being healthy? How about um, living a healthier lifestyle so that you're here to help your to be with your loved ones? People who care about you want you to be around for a long time. So the way to do that is to make sure you're taking good care of yourself, um, doing what doctors tell you to do, eating right, exercising, staying moving, um, reading things that enhance your uh, your mental state, your emotional health. Um, it's wellness. It's personal wellness. So instead of maybe I want to lose you know 25 pounds before my cruise in May. Maybe it's, I want to um, stay active three to five days a week and I want to eat healthier. I want to cut out, you know, soft drinks from my diet. And these are the ways I'm going to lose weight in an effort to be healthier for the long term, right? So give it a little bit of meaning, make it digestible. Um, You know, if you want to read, and here's the thing read a book every month, whatever it is. I I love the ideas of doing things like that because I love to read and I will get, I will get off track and I will go a month or two without reading something um, that I enjoy. So to me, it's, um, I'm reading a lot of personal development books and like things like that. But for me, one goal is to go back to reading more things that I just enjoy reading for fun. Not that I don't enjoy personal development books, but some of them are pretty heavy, right? (laughs) Some of them are very challenging and they should be personally because that's their point. They're there to help you grow. So I lose what I I will dread reading sometimes when I'm reading something that's really challenging me, you know, like to my core. And so then I'll forget, well, hey, I can pick up a fun book too and kind of balance that out. So that's, that's a goal of mine is to find more fun books to read and balance things out. But maybe it's date night with your spouse. Maybe it's, you know, we haven't done date night regularly in a while. So this year, let's try once a month. Or maybe it's once every other week. Or maybe it's once a week. Um, You know, introverts, maybe your goal this year is to make a friend. (laughs) Or go to a party. (laughs) And I'm speaking to you from personal experience because y'all are my people. It's hard to be an introvert um, and have goals like that, that really stretch you outside of your comfort zone. And sometimes your goals really should stretch you outside of your comfort zone um, that I truly believe. But I believe if we attach meaning to it, like introverts, you want to make a new friend or go to a party because you want to have people who mean things in your life. And to introverts, at least to me as an introvert, um, my close people, they mean so much to me. Right. And I prefer those meaningful, heartfelt you know, ride or die relationships versus a bunch of, you know, just kind of superficial chit chat, um, uh, you know, small talk relationships, which is, those are fine. There's a mix of all of those things, but, um, I'm always looking to add people to my life who I know are going to bring a tremendous amount of value and who value me tremendously too, because at the heart of an introvert, you want to connect on those levels. So, uh, you know, find a new friend this year may mean, you know, find the next person to connect with to build my support system and to be part of someone else's support system too. Whatever, whatever it is. But here's the thing. The other thing you need to do is give yourself grace. So let's talk about that next. So I believe any goal, anything that you push yourself to do needs to come with a healthy dose of grace. And here's where I fall short a lot of time because I'm, I tend to be very critical of myself more so than anything else. Um, I, you know, deal with a lot of guilt when I fall short of things and that kind of thing. So I think to start anything, whether you do decide to do uh, a resolution this year, a couple resolutions, or you set a goal for your year, you have to extend grace and it has to come hand in hand with whatever your goal is. Um, You're not going to start the new year as a different person. You're not going to wake up on January 1st, this new, uh, motivated, highly disciplined, very focused, super intent person um, that's going to just immediately knock out all your goals. That comes with practice. All of those things come with working your towards your goal every day, working towards your um, resolutions, you know, every day. 
those things come, those things are developed over time, but it starts with having a goal, right? It starts with having something to work towards and a plan to get there. That's the baby steps. That's the digestible bite-sized things along the way that you put in place to help you reach your goal or to help you meet your resolution or whatever you want to call it, right? So, um, but with that grace um, also comes, you know, the understanding that it's not all going to go according to plan. And that's not new information. I'm not the first person to ever say that for sure, but I think it bears repeating and I think it bears hearing uh, frequently because we get so caught up in, especially in this society, you know, in today's world where if you're not, if you're not as successful or knocking it out of the park, you know, as well as, you know, everybody on Facebook or Instagram shows themselves to be doing, you feel like a failure. There's this comparison society that we have that's really, really hard. And I get sucked into it sometimes too. And I have to, I have to focus back on myself, focus back on my goal, not compare it to other people's goals, focus back on my pace, not compare it to the speed at which someone else works and achieves their goals. That doesn't matter. Congrats to them. That's amazing. People who can knock through their stuff and, and make a lot of money and just, you know, go and do all the things that they've always wanted to do without, um, without as much time as it takes for me to get there, that's amazing. They're working hard too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to, you know, they are super hard workers. They're getting it done. They just have a different pace than I do. And my pace will get me where I need to be when it's time for me to be there, of course. But the key is to be consistent, right? And that's not new information either. That's something I am constantly learning about and hearing more of these days is it's not about the one or two big wins. It's not about the knocking it out of the ballpark thing. You may get up January 1st, and go to the gym and work out for three hours and you killed it and you do that every day for three days and then you know it's two hours the next day or whatever but you know it's that's not gonna be your long-term success if you really want to stay healthy and keep weight off right and it's not it's not realistic you're not gonna have three hours to work out every day unless you're a personal trainer and that's what you do (laughs) for the average joe we don't have that much time to work out every day so it's about taking consistent actions small steps always working towards our goal but it's also okay if, if you miss a day. Do you hear that? It's also okay if you miss a day. It's okay if you have a really bad day. Not every trajectory towards your goal is gonna be a straight hockey stick up. And you know what that looks like, right? Like here's, you know, bottom of the goal, top of the goal, straight line, no bumps, no dips. That's not reality, that's not realistic. So. You're going to hit your goal, but there's going to be some downside along the way. And that's where grace comes in. You have to be okay with yourself failing sometimes uh, to not give up, right? So try every day a little something towards your goal. And it's okay if you miss a day. The key is not to let that one missed day turn into two, three, four, five a week, a month to where you actually just end up quitting, right? Keep going. Don't quit expect failure. In fact, I would I, I would go so far as to say plan for failure. Now, what I mean by that is not plan that on, you know, February 27th, I'm going to fail miserably at my goal and then that's it, I quit. Like don't plan, don't plan a date that you're gonna fail or plan a date for you to cheat or do whatever. Plan that it's going to happen. Like it's part of the plan. So in this year, this is my goal. I'm gonna do everything I can to hit that goal, but Somewhere along the way, something's going to go wrong and I just need to plan to be okay when that happens and figure out the path afterwards. Figure out the solution to the problem of whatever it is that just happened to derail me. Don't get stuck there. Plan for it, plan to be prepared for it and plan to have to figure a way out of it. 
think long term and I've already said this but break it down into small things so write your goal whether it's a year goal or a two-year goal or a three-year goal whatever it is you know break it down into what I can do what can you do this quarter or what can you do this month or what needs to happen this week for me that is really really hard in fact I struggle tremendously at that I'm not a big not a big uh, picture thinker right I kind of tend to be like whatever I, I know I want to do these things but um uh, let me try this for a while and see if that works so that's something I'm really working hard to be better about to actually write things down make a plan mark off you know things which is funny because my prior life used to be helping people helping organizations plan their goals I'm much better at doing that for others than I am for myself you know looking at data tracking trends and seeing how you know what was possible for them to do in amounts amounts of time and all that kind of stuff totally fine doing that for other people when it comes to me <laughs> I'm like well you know whatever I could do that <laughs> Um, I'd probably be a lot further along in my personal goals if I would, you know, be better about that. So that's one goal for this year is to be better at planning, but I'm not going to, I have no um, expectation I'm going to wake up January 1st and be a master planner. <laughs> have it all figured out, know what I want to accomplish this year and get it all done. But I'm going to try baby steps, right? So I'm going to try and think bigger term, like what are the top things I would love to accomplish this year in my business and my personal life and my spiritual life, that kind of thing. And at least get that down on paper and then try to figure out, okay, are there baby steps to get me there? Because when you have baby steps, you have small things to celebrate. And that's a huge, important part of uh, this whole goal setting, this whole, and it's probably hilarious to people that I'm talking about goal setting today. And I'm not, <laughs> not because I'm so not, so not a goal setter, even though I really want to be. But um, I, it's not about goal setting. It's about the approach to goals and achieving things and your mindset when it comes to um, short-term versus long-term, superficial versus meaningful, that kind of thing. So I encourage you also to share your goals. Like if you're thinking of something that you really want to accomplish this year, whether it's a New Year's resolution or something bigger term, long-term down the road, share it with somebody. It's not always about accountability. That's a big, scary word, right? An accountability partner. You come to love, hate your accountability partners, right? And they either are, you know, getting after you because you haven't done what you're done you're supposed to do or you're avoiding them because you don't want to tell them that you haven't done what you're supposed to do right but think of it in terms of encouragement if you have somebody or a couple people who know what your goal is this year you've got a fan club right you've got people in your corner cheering you on uh helping you live up to what you told yourself you're going to do i think it's rachel hollis who says don't don't um cancel your own goals or don't give up on yourself right so if you give up on your own goals you're going to give up on other people and their stuff too right so um make make commitments to yourself and keep them so if you and it's easier to keep a commitment to yourself if you tell somebody else and i'm really bad about that too i like to just kind of keep everything to myself and if i do something awesome tell them after the fact and if it's <laughs> something i can't get done eh, nobody needs to know <laughs> i'm the worst but it's good that i'm talking about that today because i'm sharing stories and sharing with you that um i'm honest i realize that this is an area i need to work on uh, big time. And so I'm hoping that by sharing with you that there, there's at least one of other of me out there or of us out there, you know, struggling in these ways that you can relate to it. And you can, you can uh, feel a little bit better knowing that you're not alone. And there are some things that we can do to um, give ourselves grace and help ourselves move forward uh, in areas where we need or want to grow. Um, I'd say, you know, I said this already, assign meaning to it. Like, to me, a goal that's just a, something on paper that has no meaning behind it is not something that you truly feel passionate about enough to stick with it. Does that make sense? Like if your goal is to, I don't know, walk 10,000 steps a day, why? 
Why is that your goal? Do you want to lose weight? Well, why do you want to lose weight? Do you need to be healthier? Do you want to be healthier? Um, do you have someone in your life that you want to stick around for? They want you around. So that's a good reason to be healthy, right? So track back your, what seems like a, um, superficial goal. I keep using that word and I know that's probably not the best word to describe everything. It's just the word that keeps coming back into my head because I would assume that if you have a goal, it's not superficial, but make sure you understand what that reason is. Because if it's just a thing on paper, just to say, "Ah, I want to read a book every month. Why do you want to read a book every month? What do you want to get out of the books that you read every month? Do you just need a break? So you want to read more fun books or do you want to read more personal development books to figure out, you know, learn more about yourself and grow as a person? Like whatever it is, it's not bad one way or the other. Just figure out what it is because you're going to stick to something that you believe about or believe in or has meaning to you more so than something that's just a a random thing on a piece of paper that you you made up be realistic too um so you know back to kind of the fitness weight loss thing um if it's not realistic for you to lose 100 pounds by your cruise in may uh then just be prepared that that may not happen you might lose 50 so be happy with 50. But if you have an unrealistic expectation of what you want to look like on your cruise, uh, maybe maybe a reality check would be a good idea. Talk to a friend about that. <laughs> maybe someone you trust really well and say, hey, does this seem realistic? Um, and especially with weight loss, I'm going to say this just because I've, I've been in the personal training and fitness world. Uh, be healthy. It, no matter which way you choose to lose weight, please do it in a healthy way. Fad diets, don't do it. Pills, don't do it. Um, drinks and potions and things that promise you to lose weight without exercising. Not true, not healthy. Okay, so if you're gonna choose a fitness goal or a health goal, please choose a healthy way to do that and, and be realistic about your goal. Same same for business. I wanna make a million dollars by you know next Friday. I would love to do that. <laughs> realistically, there's no goal that I can possibly put in place that's gonna actually make that happen. So let's be realistic about your goals because you're gonna be uh, less likely to fail or less likely to be set up for failure if you have realistic goals. Now, I'm not saying you don't dream. Dream big, but make sure your goals are in line with what can realistically happen in order to get you to your dreams. So if your dream is to have a, a you know, a beach house someday, um, but right now you don't make enough money to do that, you know, maybe, you know, put a, put a date on, you know, whatever that, you know, I want to have that in five years. Great. Make a five-year plan to get there. Talk to your financial planner, do the work to get there, make the plan. And in five years, go chill out for the summer at your beach house, right? Maybe it's not going to happen by February. Okay. (laughs) Just saying. Um, And then I already mentioned this, but celebrate your small wins. Okay. So if you're going to try and lose a hundred pounds by your, your, your cruise in May, I don't actually know anybody who's doing that. I'm totally just making that up. But say that's your thing. If you lose five pounds in the next two weeks, celebrate that. I know you still have 95 pounds to go, but don't look at it as 95 pounds to go. Look at it as, hey man, I already ta- I already knocked off five pounds. I'm on my way. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling healthier. Because you're going to be feeling better after you lose five pounds. Those first five pounds are amazing. And then, you know, be prepared for there to be good days and bad days. Weight comes off faster at the start than it does towards the end. So, you know, don't be discouraged by those things. Do your research, that kind of thing. But give yourself grace. If the next two weeks you don't lose five pounds, you only lose four. Hey, that's nine pounds down. You're only 81 pounds away or 91, 91 math, math is hard, 91 pounds away, whatever it is. And if you get to the day of your cruise and you've only lost 50 pounds, oh my gosh, you've lost 50 pounds. That is amazing. Okay. So make sure it's done healthily. You're going to have an amazing time on your cruise, no matter how you look or how you feel. That's not the point of a cruise. The point of the cruise is to go have fun, relax, enjoy. It's not a bikini contest. I promise you. 
at least the ones I've been on have not been. And I already said this too, be consistent. And I'm going to throw this in there too. Have fun. Like if your goals are making you miserable, you maybe have the wrong goals. Just saying that. Now, not all the work to hit your goals may be the most fun thing you've ever done. There's not fun things about everything we do. Um, but all of that's important towards reaching your goal. But make sure it is important towards reaching your goal. If you're doing something you absolutely hate and you feel like it's, you know, on the path to your success in whatever area you want to be successful in, I would encourage you to reevaluate that. I mean, if it's something you truly, truly hate um, to do, but it's necessary, can you outsource it? Can you find somebody else to do it? Is there a better way for you to do it so you don't have to do it, so you don't hate having to do it? Or is it the wrong thing to be doing? So just check that out. Your goal doesn't have to change. Maybe the work you're doing to get there does need to change. And then I would say if, you, if you're working towards a goal and you're just absolutely miserable getting there, Maybe reevaluate that goal. Maybe it's not the right goal for you. And I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I'm not going to, I don't, you know, if your goal is your goal, you must have some reason, some passion behind it, but make sure that passion is real. You're doing it for you, not necessarily for anybody else. Not, you're not having a goal of having a beach house because 10 other people, you know, now have a beach house. Make sure you really want a beach house. Okay. That's all I'm saying. And here's to close out today. I want to throw out one more thing. And that's this. You can start a new year without a goal, without a resolution, okay? It's an artificial day. It's, I mean, it's a real day. It happens. The first day of January happens every year until the apocalypse, of course. But it's just a day. So um, if you are going through things, if you are um, at a tough time in your life, if it's just not the right time for you to, to put the pressure on yourself, to name and um, try to pursue a goal right now, don't do it. Um, take care of you. It's not always the right time to start a new goal or start working towards a new goal, okay? And I'm not saying that to give anybody a, an out. Oh, she said I didn't have to have a goal this year. Terry said it, so it must be true. No, I'm just saying don't add more discouragement or disappointment or heartache to your plate if you're already in a place of discouragement and disappointment and heartache. Um, I know personally, um, this has been a tough time of year, the past few weeks and months for a lot of people I know. There's loss, there's just hard times. And sometimes coming out of a tough holiday season, which is tough for a lot of people who have experienced um, loss and different things in their life, this is a hard time. Starting January 1 on something new is maybe not always the best idea. So I wanna release you of that. If you feel like, well, it's January 1st and I need to, I need to get going on my goals or I need to figure out what my goals are for the next year. Um, make sure you are taking care of you so that the goals you do put in place and the work that you do towards those goals is the right thing for you to do at the right time. Um, that's the thing about goals is they're always out there until you achieve them. So if, it, if it's not the right time for you to start on January 1st, don't change your goal. Don't, don't put it aside forever. Maybe start, you know, in another month or another three months, you know, whenever you feel like you're in a place to go, okay, I can move past what I've just been through enough to refocus, uh, re-energize and move towards my goal. Because it, like I started with in this episode, sometimes our goals and our resolutions just set us up to fail. So rather than fail on all of them all the time, because you assume you're never going to hit your goals, um, choose, choose good timing. Now there's also the flip side of that, that there's never a bad time to start a goal. And I'm a firm believer in that, but there's also never a bad time to start a goal. It doesn't have to be January 1st.
All right. I want to thank you for listening today. This last episode of 2018. I'm super excited to have 16 episodes done in 2018. I'm looking forward to everything coming up for the podcast show in 2019. It's going to be a fun year. Um, If you have set a New Year's resolution for yourself or you've got goals that you've already put in place, I just want to encourage you not to be discouraged by my take on New Year's resolutions. I think having goals is fantastic and I'm so excited if you've got your stuff in place, resolutions for the new year. I just encourage you to also make sure you give yourself plenty of grace um, as you work towards your resolutions and your goals. Uh, Know that it's okay if you miss a day or miss a mark. Pick yourself up. Keep going. It's more important to keep going than it is to quit or decide that you failed at your goal. So um, here's looking to 2019. Thank you from wherever you listen, um, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, wherever you find me. Thank you so much for, for subscribing and listening. Please be sure that you give me a rating. If you like what you hear, please, wherever you are listening from, give me a rating and a review that helps people find my show and that helps me um, do more things with this show, reach more people. It also helps me make a little bit more money for my sponsors who you are hearing now. And in fact, you can actually sponsor me too for as little as a dollar a month. So if you see that wherever you're listening from, there should be a link, support this podcast somewhere. You can click that. It's going to take you to the anchor website where my podcast is hosted for as little as a dollar a month. You can sponsor me or you can just continue to listen in, which I'm so excited you're here. Uh, Please share the podcast with anyone you think can benefit from it. That always helps too. So here is to celebrating a fantastic 2018 and looking forward to 2019. I will see you next year, which is actually just next week because I'll have more things to say next week.